Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas. This is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. I am Ashley Pickle, the video director for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, and texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for doing your part to spend part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast version, which you can subscribe to on the podcast of your choice, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here. If you missed the pre-show... We'll get to that in just a second. But there is a reason for that. Sitting over there at the helm, Miss Mallory Hartley. Hello, Mal Pal. Hey. How's it going? It's a good day. <laughs> and sitting over to my right, back by popular demand, it is everyone's favorite, Ishmael Johnson. Popular demand. See, like, there's this joke going around that, like, I, people have demanded me. Mm-hmm. So people I have demanded me. I keeping up the bit, but, you know, we don't have to pretend that. You know, I was missed that much. So lovely. Yeah. Look, I don't ever miss you, but according to the <laughs> comments, people like people you. like you. <laughs> Today is Monday, December sixth. Three hundred and fifty-three days until Thanksgiving. It is the birthday of Giannis. Can you say his last name correctly? Antetokounmpo. Nice. Yeah. And we also go. Uh, a boogie with a hoodie. Okay, there you go. Happy birthday like to both. you both. This is episode 1,295. On today's show, friends, we will have Monday morning fallout where we overreact to the high school football, well, high school and college football weekend, I guess. I guess yep. there was multiple types of football happening. Um, and then we will do a little bracket catch-up. So a lot of you know who the teams are in the state semifinal rounds, but if you are just now joining us, first off, Welcome. We'll go ahead and get you caught up on some of those brackets. Then in the back half of the show, we'll talk to Corpus Christi Flower Buff head coach Chris Steinberg as they are headed to their first ever state semifinal appearance. So super exciting stuff there. Um, just a couple of housekeeping notes before we go. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. Man, I can't believe me out of all people forgot this. Do we have first four through the door? Oh, we sure do. I don't know <laughs> if you saw the Friday show, but I uh, Tepper almost forgot, so I had to remind him. I did. Anyways. I was proud of you. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, first four through the door, we have Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, Aaron Arbuckle, and Tony Blaylock. What a veteran crew. Welcome in 
Fellas. Welcome in, friends. Um, The reason that this show looks a little bit different and that Greg Tepper is not sitting there, it's because Greg and his beautiful wife, Jen, welcomed in their second child. Uh, Max Tepper was born Sunday morning, 228. Um, if you missed it, go back to and watch the pre-show. We had Tepper on. Um, there's pictures of Max, adorable mom, dad, big brother Hank now, and little Max are all healthy and good to go. So Tepper will be out all week. So y'all are forced to deal with us if you want to blame someone blame max but he's too cute to blame so um <laughs> congratulations to the tepper from all of us at dave campbell's texas football we're super super happy for them and he's a little blondie so uh i'm excited that's um, pretty awesome it is you got two blondies now you'll love to see it and amanda atwell started today so welcome oh, yes. to amanda yes. um all right mal pal hit the air raid siren it is time for monday morning Monday morning fallout where we overreact to everything from the football weekend. Oh, you know, that guy can just never let anyone else talk. He's always got to be talking. I'm getting there. (laughs) No worries. Um, All right. So Monday morning fallout where we overreact to the football weekend. And I think it's fair to say not as much to overreact to as there was last week after Mm. the regional semifinals. Um, But the regional finals nonetheless was a uh, big time so we're going to start off with three big thoughts and the first one big sluggers hit harder and what i mean by this is we'll get to it in a second of there are some super surprising teams that are making their way to the state semifinal but ultimately you've got the name brands south lake carroll duncanville westlake katie it was kind of all of those teams that we've seen make these incredible runs they went out there and handled business. Yeah, I think that you know last week was such it was such a chaotic week in terms of like you know Tom Ball knocking off Heath and like these other teams that are you know Marlin still going. We'll talk about them in a bit, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you know now you're starting to see a little bit of the blend, right? It's mm-hmm. getting to that point. The semifinals are the point where you see the underdogs kind of there, but you also see oh by the way we got Katie Westlake this week, <laughs> right? Like we get Duncanville still in town. We get these other teams at South Lake Carroll still around, and as fun as the chaos was last week. Mm-hmm. I do also like to see a lot of the, the reason why these teams are consistent, right? I like to see that pedigree kind of flush itself mm-hmm. out. And then now in some cases come collide with the, the kind of the new bloods, I guess you right. can say um, this weekend, we'll kind of see which ones come out, right? We got Quero who obviously won a state title a couple of years ago, China spring coming mm-hmm. through, right? We'll see that semifinal this week. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking to see, everything come to a head now well and it's funny because and you mentioned like china spring is the perfect example here because you go back to that literally the friday of the regional semifinal round when you have five or well six if you're counting uh six man ball too but six of the reigning state champions all go down and it wasn't just like like okay jim ned went down no offense to jim ned but it was like they kind of came out of nowhere last year but Mm -hmm. you had carthage (laughs) you had alito blue bloods basically Yeah, yeah you had argyle like those big names I kind of feel like heading into this round we're overshadowing the South Lakes, the Duncanvilles, mm-hmm. the Denton Geyer, those teams that we continue to see, and really those teams that it's like we don't really talk about until we get to playoffs because we just sure. know that once we get to playoffs, we're going to spend all our time talking about them. Right. Uh, yeah, no, like that, that's one thing we've always kind of gotten – 
shtick for is that, you know, we don't highlight, you know, during the season from like, you know, August to basically October, we don't talk much about Allen. We don't talk mm-hmm. much about Duncanville because we know we're going to be talking about them November, December. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, why would we spend much time on that? And so now it's like, OK, well, now we're talking about him. Right. We're yep. talking about South Lake Carroll. We're talking about, you know, that uh, Duncanville DeSoto game that happened this weekend. We'll be talking about um, all these programs now. And yeah, now you see why it's like because they're going to be there. They're, they're right. going to flex their muscles and be like, ah, this is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we beat that drum starting in August, we would literally be beating the same drum for, for months, right? Months. It, it will get old. I mean, we people will complain. People complain about mains, you know, uh, ESPN and all these other broadcasts talking about the Yankees and the Lakers and all mm-hmm. this stuff. It's like that's what we would be if exactly. we were just focus on these big yeah. teams until now. So one hundred and ten percent. So yeah, there there was kind of my thought. There is it was like okay, we saw so many big ones fall, but there's still the handful. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to our second of the big the three big thoughts, and it's a <laughs> wait. <laughs> You're still here. <laughs> and so when you take a playing. look at all those programs that we just talked about that have that have the pedigree and everything, you flip the script and there's some teams that you go back in this wonderful magazine that we put together. There mm-hmm. was no way. Mm-hmm. Now Step is going to sit here and somehow be in the comments telling me he he picked Marlin as a sleeper. <laughs> He's going to have some hipster. I'm going to look it up right now actually because he might actually have Marlin as a sleeper pick. He did. He, he did. did. He he, did. he <laughs> talks about it all the time. But Fantastic. you have so some of the some of the ones that we're seeing right now is Tumble. Yeah. Yep. They were playing in their last district game on November 5th against Klein to even get into the playoffs. And guess what? They're one of the four teams left in 6A Division Two. Yep. Then you have Sock. And you can say what you will, but a lot of people didn't count Sock at the beginning of the season. There were some that absolutely know, like, shout out Guy Frazier. He's been he's been beating that drum the whole year. Sure. But it was like, okay, there's that. And then Lago Vista, another one. And it's like there's all these programs, Marlin, that were sitting here going, how in the world are you guys still yeah. here? <laughs> they're clicking. They're clicking at the right time. I mean, we just mentioned uh, last year it was Jim Ned, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Ned was the team that just clicked at the right time. A couple years ago it was Pottsboro, and like the team that just clicks at the right time, and then you're like, I d- did not expect you to be. <laughs> credit credit to you guys for for shutting us up and mm-hmm. getting you know getting it this far. And I mean, again, this it, that's the beauty of a knockout tournament, right? You basically get. A Mansfield Summit, right? Who's going to yep. be there? And for the they, second time in a row. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're going to be there. It's like okay, College Station is going to be a heavy favorite, but you just need one game to go your way, mm-hmm. and you're playing in AT and T. Yep. And so that leads us exactly in to the the last of my three big thoughts from the weekend is okay. We hear we hear all the complaints all year long, especially right when we're going into the by district round. Sometimes even into the area round. There's too many teams. Why does everyone get a participation trophy? Let me reiterate what we just said about <laughs> Tomball. They were the fourth team in their district. They were fourth seed heading into that by district round. It looked like they literally had to have a play-in game. In the last game of the season, we didn't know if they were even going to make it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And here they are dropping 48-13 to 13 on... One thing on a three-game losing... I think that I'm looking at it right now. Co- they lost game? to Collins, Oak, and Klein Kane. Before they played Klein that last game. And then they picked and that then, one up. Yeah, then they got that one. But they were on a three-game losing streak heading into that final week. Jeez. So it was like you would write, you would write them off. Oh, be like, yeah. oh, right. yeah, that's a team that's not making the – shouldn't make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And exactly. Whatever. Or – and then and then you get to the point where it's like, okay, whatever. We have all these teams in there. And it's like, okay, they'll lose in by district. Uh, hello, yeah. fifth round of the playoffs. Yeah. Hello with the opportunity to legitimately make it. I mean, they're playing – let's see, who are they playing? I forgot. Uh, Denton Geyer. And yeah. I mean yeah. – all respect to Geyer, they're they're the championship pedigree. They've been playing. I feel like Rodney Webb has done that thing where he gets really good in the playoffs again, mm-hmm. yeah, and right. they're kind of doing that. But I'm telling you, I was at that Bridgeland Tomball game, and it was 
I mean, there was no doubt about it who the better team was. Now they were playing without Wigman, so sure. take that as you will. Well, I, will say, I mean, the week before, I was at the game where they beat Rockwell Heath, mm-hmm. and they just matched up. They manned up Rockwell Heath and basically just ran QB power and said, stop it. Mm-hmm. And they got five, six yards every single time. Uh, Kale Hellams had, had a great game, and he would bust an occasional 10-yard gain. But it wasn't like they're pulling out the stops, pulling out trick plays or whatever. They're running their offense, and they're just beating they're teams They're just up good. Front. Yeah. And so that's one of those things. I feel like my last, my last big thought here of watching some of these games of expect Especially in the teams that, you know, we saw the Blue Bloods, then we saw the, oh, you're still here teams. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well then tell me, like, that's anyone's ball game. And, and you go back to that Friday of the regional finals when everyone who we thought probably was going to make it in the state absolutely flubbed. And it's like it opened the bracket. So that's why yeah. there's so many teams that are allowed in Tyler the playoffs. Tyler yeah. another one. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. facing LBJ this weekend, so, yeah. It's like, yeah. So anyway, there are the three big thoughts. Let's go ahead and move on to helmet stickers. We're going to go with the first one. This is a this is a duo here. The Shiner Brooks brothers, yeah. Dalton and Doug. <laughs> Monsters. <laughs> I watched this murder happen in person, and my goodness, here's the stat line. Dalton Brooks, which is the younger one, he's a junior, yeah. 22 carries, 384 yards, and six touchdowns. And those That's those weren't absurd. like small touchdowns. Like no. I was telling Mal Pal, they, I mean, y'all watched it. It was three of them were over 70 yard break free runs. <laughs> it was. I, I tweeted a, out. It was basically like I'm FBS level. Yeah. Like y'all need to just, just be, stay here. I'll be back. Like it was. <laughs> every, <laughs> just chill. It, right, it just shows the. It just showed the athleticism gap. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't fair that they also have a brother who's older. And bigger and can just run you over. Exactly. So like if you if you get tired of chasing Dalton, <laughs> then you gotta try and you gotta run, do the run, other run one. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Doug had eight carries for 179 yards and yeah. two touchdowns. And there was one the the second touchdown that he had, well, maybe it was the first one. He punched one in from short, but the other mm-hmm. one was a forty one yard run. And the highlight, we have the highlight at Go ahead and put this out there, it'll probably be in the top ten plays of the week. But I mean he starts at the forty one and there's just like every Refiro player on defense is trying to bring him down. And this guy is just barreling his way through. One of the things (laughs) I will say, like the fact that they, Refiro doesn't lose big. Mm. It was 55, 14, I believe Mm -hmm. was the final score. They don't lose big. That is a program that if you talk to uh, Daniel Boddicker with Shiner, if you talk to whoever's coached at Mason the past couple years, um, that that's a program that you build up to be in terms of like weight room, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they talk about Refugio's uh, size. They talk about Refugio's toughness and they are right. Legitimately. So the fact that they lost 55 to 14, like we're Wild. really, I think Tepper mentioned it might've, he might've mentioned it last week. We're getting to a certain t- uh, air, uh, like kind of a certain prestige with mm-hmm. this Shiner team this year. Mm-hmm. That they're of doing having serious conversations. Yes. Yeah, serious all time conversations depending, you know, obviously they got to finish the job, but, I don't know. Again, Refurio isn't a program that loses 55-14 mm-hmm. ever. And it's it's those two guys are a big reason why. I walked away yeah. from that game the same way that I walked away from the Lake Travis-Westlake game when I saw Westlake do what they did to Lake Travis and mm-hmm. go, if they keep playing like this, I would be shocked if right. someone could stop them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second helmet sticker, this one – Ish, you, you brought to our attention, and yes. it's not something that we usually do. Um, we're going to give it to WKU's uh, Jareth Stearns. Jareth. Jareth. Jareth Stearns. This man is From absurd. From Waxahachie. Okay, so that's why, the that's hatch. why, that's why we were able to, to – uh, <laughs> Tied to, into the, the, yeah, p- the program. The <laughs> so he did play for Western Kentucky. He had over, I believe I – f- I forgot his exact stat line. Ten I meant carries, to pull it up. 100, or ten receptions, 179 yards, and two touchdowns yes. receiving. So yeah. for those of you that don't know, uh, Western Kentucky basically – 
imported the entire Houston Baptist offense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, took, of course, quarterback Bailey Zappi, offensive coordinator Zach Kidley, who, by the way, uh, just accepted the Texas Tech job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be really Very cool. Smart hire. But Jareth Stearns leads the country in receiving yards, leads the country in receiving touchdowns. Again, I mentioned from Waxahachie. Did not get a Bolitnikoff finalist invite, but that UTSA game, he was absolutely unguardable. He there was one play. He's not big either. He's five nine. He's you. You go back to those old Mike Leach offense. He's mm-hmm. like literally a carbon copy of somebody who would just like thrive in that type of offense. And he goes from FCS to you know playing in the CUSA championship game, and he just dominates FBS level. And yep. you're just like, worth you know, how did this guy get under the radar? radar yeah. Where, and and like, he, I mean, obviously, he's if you start off at Houston Baptist, right. I mean, like that's insane. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I don't know. I I had to throw. I had to give a shout out to him because again, he's not on. He didn't make the Belichick final list despite leading the country and uh, in receiving yards and I believe receptions too um I know he leads them in touchdowns too but yeah just an insane run he's obviously they're not done they'll play in a bowl game so he could very well get close to close to 2,000 yards receiving, which That's is just insane. nuts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm absurd. sorry that you didn't get nominated for your award, but we hope that our DCTF helmet sticker does something. Throw a little, you. throw a little something. Yeah, <laughs> this might be a little bit better. We recognize greatness. Okay. Um, and then finally, we're going to go with uh, Katie Beto running back, Jacob Brown. This guy popped off third, 345 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns in their 35 to 12 win over Fort Bend Hightower. And again, I didn't major in math, but when you have five rushing touchdowns and the score is 35. Pretty good. That's it. You pretty much carried the game on your back. I think you did it, bud. So good (laughs) job. Congratulations to Jacob Brown of Katie Pato. They have a big game against uh, Corpus Christi Flower Bluff coming up. And so now go to our teams to watch here. And we're going to throw in the, the three teams that we're kind of primarily speaking of Y'all are still here. Uh, Tomball went ahead and beat Bridgeland 48 to 13. Then up next, those Marlin Bulldogs, 26 to 6 over Crawford. And man, they just continue to make statements on the year. A big one coming up for them on Thursday against Holly. I think Matt Stepp will be there. And then our final one, Corpus Christi at Flower Buff. How about the Hornets? They get revenge on Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial from last year's loss, 13 to 7. We will be speaking with their head coach a little later on in the mm-hmm. program. Finally, we're going to go to three to C here, and uh, y'all might have other ones, so if you do, um, but I picked one from each day that I think will uh, will be it. We're going to start with Friday. I think Lubbock Cooper and South Oak Cliff. This is the game I think mm-hmm. I am most excited about heading in to the regional finals. This mm-hmm. one at Abilene Shotwell Stadium. Yes, I can't wait. I saw South Oak Cliff this past weekend. I was hoping they wouldn't have a – I mean, you have a big win over Alito. Like, mm-hmm. there's always that possibility of, like – was the hangover. That, was that their state championship game basically <laughs> yeah. beating Alito? But no, they put the hammer to uh, Lovejoy, and that that's a team that feels locked in. They shut them out, right? Mm-hmm. 35 No, 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 it was, uh, it was uh, uh, 42. Well, so for – I believe it was 42-21, but they got okay. – uh, Lovejoy got some points late. Okay. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion heading into, like, the fourth quarter. Um, but that's a team that feels locked in, mm-hmm. right? And But Lovett Cooper is a team that's really feeling it right now. I mm-hmm. believe they haven't let up – more than two touchdowns in this entire, uh, you know, I think 51-14 was their closest game so far That's in their awesome. region. So I am pumped to see how that one ends up. Yeah, super excited for that one. Then uh, we'll go ahead and skip to Saturday real fast. And, and it's the game that, you know, this is big brand name football here with uh, South Lake Carroll and Duncanville. That'll be at 4 p.m. at McKinney Stadium on a Saturday um, as they prep to try and, and make it in there. And this is, it, it just is what it is. You can't deny that this is going to be a great football game. It's two teams that really, I think, have, 
just continued to dominate people. Um, and they showed both, I think both of them, their statement wins last week over Allen for South Lake and then over DeSoto. I feel like really is like, okay, here's the heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I haven't seen South Lake in person this year, um, but I am very pleased with how obviously the Quinn Ewer stuff could have sent things weird. It was weird. And mm-hmm, so like it could have mm-hmm. made things uncomfortable, but they've right it. I mean, they, it did not matter for them. I mean, their defense is apparently really, really stellar. Uh, there's some talk that Duncanville's defense this year is better than the 2018 one which I'm really fascinated yeah, by. Um, so I'm really curious to see if either – kind of which defense, which offense can kind of find the holes, holes in the opposing right. defense. So um, I was really impressed with Duncanville just absolutely shutting down an athletic DeSoto uh, wide receiver core. So. And then finally, we're going to go to the Thursday game. I think Stratford and Albany down in the 2A ranks is really, really Ooh, good. Like Denny that. Faith has had those, the, the Albany Lions, I mean, just absolutely rolling. And I mean, well, I'll tell you this, our computer has this as a pick game. I think it was mm. the only pick game for the entire state semifinal round. But that's 6 p.m. Thursday in Lubbock. And I think that one is just sneaky good small school. So if you're a big school snob, wait till Saturday. <laughs> they got you. But if you want to go down to the 2A ranks, I think that is going to be a hard-hitting physical game between Stratford and Albany. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I got one small school game as well. Okay. So we talked about Shiner. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they will probably win this game. But I want people to get an eye on Terry Bussey at Timpson mm-hmm. because – when Doug Brooks graduates from Shiner, it's going to be the Dalton Brooks show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Terry Bussey is another Division One player at the 2A level. Is and he so junior be, this year or he's sophomore? He's a sophomore okay. this year. Yeah, he started as a freshman last year. So I think that, again, Shiner, it might be too much for him this year, mm-hmm. dealing with both Brooks brothers, but the next couple years are going to be Timson's window, I think, in 2A D1. So just keep an eye out. Again, Shiner might win big, but – You'll see their quarterback Terry Bussey and be like, "Okay, that's the guy for probably the yeah, next year." Yeah, that makes next year's matchups yes. super. When it's him versus Dalton Brooks potentially, and yeah, oh, that, a one v one rather yes. than a you know, right. two hundred and seventy five pound two way player right. to use as your secondary running back. Right, you right. know, so there we go. That is three to see, and that is Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every day, every weekday at noon, talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will. Con- Consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber at texasfootball.com. And guys, next week is state. And we have an unbelievable amount of content that will be coming out Sunday night. Um, our, our goal is uh, – peel the curtain back there our goal is to have it up and the state hub up by seven o'clock on sunday night so if there is ever a time to become a dave campbell's football texas football subscriber then this would be the time all right let's go ahead and we kind of called this the uh, I, I made this comment earlier and it's kind of the the easter christmas eve church crowd here of if you're gonna uh if you haven't necessarily been keeping up with the football playoffs but you're super interested to see who goes to state and then state afterwards Here's your time. Welcome. We're glad to have you. We're going to do a quick uh, – Ish and I will just run through the brackets real fast and kind of tell you um, who who's left and, and what matchups to watch and kind of where they're at. So if we want to go ahead and pull up the brackets here, Malpel. Mm-hmm. We will start off with a quick note here on the 1A ranks. And uh, we have our state championship matchup pinned here between these two so in 1a division two the state championship game will be motley county they had a 66 to 20 win over klondike and strawn who uh 45 to richland springs so like holy cow um (laughs) 
Yes, yes, that is correct. I I looked up for a second. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, 100 <laughs> to 54 there. So, I mean, unbelievable there uh, by <laughs> that looks, Strong. That looks fake. <laughs> yeah, so Six Man gets the uh, – there. there's obviously the half the size of the bracket, so they have Super Bowl week coming up. But there it is, your 1A Division two championship bracket. And then we'll go ahead and move on to 1A Division one. Yes. And I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way too. Westbrook with a 54 to 20 win over Happy, and then uh, May with an unbelievably close game, 50 to 48. They pull it out against those Abbott Panthers. Congratulations, shout out Coach Terry Crawford. Um, they they gave May their absolute biggest test of the year, and that one came down to the final second. So Westbrook and May, your 1A Division One state champion or championship matchup. Moving on to 2A Division Two. In your semifinals, they're coming out of Region 1 and 2. You've got Stratford and Albany. And then on the other side of the bracket, it's the matchup that we've seen for, what, four years in a row now? Jeez, I think so, yeah. Four or five in a row. Um, We've got Mart and Falls City. Always always a joy to look forward to that one. Going on to 2A Division 1. You want to read these off? Yes, we got Holly and Mar- Marlon taking off, uh, taking on each other. Marlon, of course, we're mentioning their incredible run so far, beating um, Crawford. And I think I, I'm pretty sure I had Crawford coming out of that region. So, yes, I uh, think I think we all did. We probably all did. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then the matchup I mentioned earlier, Timson and Shiner. Again, I think Shiner will be a heavy favorite, but Timson has that a type of athlete that I don't think Shiner has seen very much this season in Terry Bussey. So, still keep an eye on that one. Three Division Two. Now let's go. Coming out of Region 1, we've got Lubbock-Roosevelt. They are 14-0 on the season, and this is a battle of unbeatens in the state semifinal, which is insane because coming out of Region 2 is Gunner. That'll be 7 p.m. Friday at Abilene's uh, Anthony Field. And this is, uh, you know, Gunner is the favorite here. Mm-hmm. But we kind of talked about it. We're like, man, they can't get caught sleeping on Roosevelt, or they're going to have some issues there. And then coming out of the right side of the back bracket, our Region 3 winner was Wascom, and they will be taking on the reigning state champ coming out of Region 4 in Franklin. No, they were not. Franklin win last year? Or yeah. Canadian? Yes, they did. No, can, uh, Canadian won. Yes. That right, was a right, wild right. game. Yeah. That, was, so, that one came down. I think Canadian hit that deep pass with 20 yep. seconds to go or something like that. So yeah. Franklin is trying to get through to the state championship because they're. Uh, this is a little bit of revenge tour there. Mm-hmm. We got uh, 3A moving on to 3A D1. We got Brock and Mount Vernon. Speaking of teams that are clicking right now, Brock is just absolutely dunking on people. Like that's, <laughs> it's, it's, This is a team that graduated a big, a pretty talented senior yeah. class last and year. And a new coach, And a I new add? coach coming in as well. For So – I mean, for them to be here and looking this good, Mm -hmm. I think is really a testament to what they have rolling there. Uh, Then on the other side, of course, we have Lorena and Lago Vista. Lago Vista, a team that I always heard about going uh, uh, when I was in school, never quite could get past there, get get through Mm -hmm. to the state semis. So I'm really happy to see what they've got going on. I believe, I could be wrong, I believe this is their first state semifinal appearance as well. So congratulations to them down there. Um, 4A Division 2, moving on here. Out of Region 1, Salina, they have a shutout win. In over Aubrey, I believe, and uh, they are they are just operating on all cylinders right there. And then they, according to our computer, are a ten point favorite over Gilmore. The Buckeyes with Brandon Tennyson are uh, are very dangerous as always. Obviously, they made it into the state 
championship last year, so they're trying to repeat on that, hoping probably for a different outcome in the state championship I was about game. To say, when they when, but, when uh, <laughs> Carthage lost, they were they probably like their eyes shot red. They're yeah, like, oh, we <laughs> wait, got we this. we can do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. You know. So here's their shot, and then on the right side of the back bracket, coming out of Region Three, I'm we sorry. have no. You're good. <laughs> uh, let me go down here. Uh, China Spring, the one that took down the Carthage train. They take down West Orange Stark, and they just looked. I mean, Brian Bell's squad is. Just just they you know that their eyes had to have light up thinking mm -hmm. man we can do that then they will be taking on Quero which is a team that people have got to quit sleeping on because those gobblers are back baby yeah I saw them play Navarro actually earlier in the year and Navarro t snuck that one out and so this one coming out uh in the favor of the gobblers was pretty fun to watch um those two teams are very evenly matched but Quero is just playing really really solid right now their wide receivers in particular LeBron Johnson's very talented athletic player so I'm really curious to see uh how they match up against China Spring who is probably the hottest team in the state maybe after yeah. Carthage yeah that that will be a heck of a matchup right there and moving on to 4A D1 Wichita Falls Hershey will take on Stephenville Stephenville knocking off the two powers in region two yeah. I'd say Argyle and Melissa mm -hmm. in back-to-back -back weeks that's you don't get much more impressive than that in terms of resume. And on the other side, mentioned it earlier, Tyler Chapel Hill and Austin LBJ. This is probably where I will be Saturday at the Star. I nice. This is. Um, LBJ trying to be – we'll talk about another uh, inner city school later, but Austin LBJ could technically be the first, I believe, first or second uh, school since – Jeez, Yates or I forgot yeah. uh, inner city school basically um, to make it to the state championship game. Um, of course, Sock is the other school mm -hmm. that, for DISD, um, but I will be looking forward to Austin LBJ's crowd hopefully hitting up the star or hit, hitting at the star in Frisco pretty well Saturday. And real fast, that's actually the largest spread that our computer has uh, this week. Uh, Seventeen points in favor of LBJ. So yeah, LBJ was a favorite. Uh, preseason then, yep. and then uh, so it doesn't surprise me that they, they started high mm -hmm. and they've maintained it and Chapel Hill kind of is fluctuating and the a computer bit says oh we like that right right yeah the computer's <laughs> like oh yeah they're, they're, of course that's gonna be I don't expect it to be a blowout of course mm -hmm. Jeff Rudin's team has been clicking in the playoffs so Absolutely. On to 5A Division Two, we go. Lubbock Cooper, a team that we're used to seeing, make it pretty far, taking on Sock. That one, 7.30 p.m. Friday at Abilene Shotwell Stadium. We've talked about this one. We are all so excited to watch this game. I think that this is physical. I think the lines will have a lot to do with it, and this one should be super fun. On the right side of the bracket, coming out of Region 3, Crosby won't let us forget them. They continue <laughs> to do their thing after their successful season last year and taking on a, a pretty brand-name program as of late Liberty Hill, 7.30 p.m. in Bryan. So excited for both of those. 5AD1, Mansfield Summit, and College Station. I want to see that spread because I feel like College Station might be favored by, uh, by 11. By 11, okay. According yeah. to the computer. Again, that's, that's a lot for a semifinal. I mm -hmm. do expect Mansfield Summit, who is very battle-tested, uh, beating knocking off Colleyville Heritage last week to give them a better fight than that um and then on the other side moving over katie paytow taking on corpus christi flower bluff which we will be talking to someone affiliated with that program yes. very soon <laughs> in a matter of minutes yes. going on to 6ad2 a name that you might recognize out of region one the denton Geyer wildcats are doing that thing rodney webb makes <laughs> them really good in the playoffs and they're going up against a oh you're still here Tomball and uh, I talked to uh, Kale Hellams. It's obviously been the Kale Hellams show. I talked to him after the game on Saturday, and he said, "People got to quit calling us a Cinderella team. We continue to do this." And I said, <laughs> yeah. "Sir, you're not wrong." Yeah. And then coming out, they will be facing off against someone out of Region Three or Region Four, and it's a team. K Katie, have have we heard of them before? <laughs> 
I, no. I don't know about that. <laughs> Gary Joseph, 14-0, and is doing his thing, and this is a game that we have been eyeballing all season long, taking on Todd Dodge's squad out of Austin-Westlake. And, uh, you know, it's this is heavy hitters. This is what everyone's been looking forward to. And then lastly, moving on to 6AD1, South Lake Carroll and Duncanville. That is probably, for just going off headlines, you know, big, big mm-hmm. picture, main mainstream logos and, and brands. Crowd. This is it, right? <laughs> this is the game that you're probably going to be looking forward to. I saw Duncanville's defense this past weekend, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Apparently, South Lake Carroll's defense and offensive line is very impressive as well. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that matchup plays out. On the other side, North Shore and Lake Travis. North Shore, who... People probably heading into the year were like, ah, Demetrius Davis is gone. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not the maybe not the team that we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Here they are again. Look at that. Let me tell you, their freshman quarterback, Caleb Brown, can sling it. That kid's like mm. 14 years old, and he's got the arm of a 35-year-old man. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe maybe 25. Maybe 25. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they probably might be pushing it. It's like, it's like a, uh, I'm trying to think of a washed-up quarterback. Washed-up quarterback, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was about to say, that's like going he looks like a college quarterback yeah. arm. Uh, and then, of course, taking on Lake Travis, who has just been – I feel like Lake Travis has been like – it's weird saying under the radar, but for like Travis, for like Lake Travis standards, they've been just kind of like, oh, they're still, yeah, they're winning again. Like that, you know, you saw them lose to Westlake, and so mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, is this really that great of a Lake Travis team? And here they are, state semifinal again. So, same old, same old there. Well, there you go. So yeah, if, if you're if you're just joining and and are interested in state championship stuff, those are the matchups that we will be watching all weekend. Uh, Twenty of those again. Six man football has the week off. Their uh, Super Bowl week, as we call it, as those state championship matchups are set. But we are in for another fantastic thing before we get to state. So we're excited about that. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you'll become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com. And something we want to make sure to highlight, it is that time of year again. Uh, We are partnered with our great friends at Whataburger, and we put together the Whataburger Super Team. So if you're unfamiliar with what this is, we pick the top 40 players in the state of Texas, and they make it onto the prestigious Whataburger Super Team. Um, That voting is open now. So what you can do is go to TexasFootball.com, go over to our awards tab, and click on the Whataburger Super Team. And uh, you can nominate your players and and go vote for them. So this is a very, very big honor. We have had an unbelievable amount of of, uh, really, really good players come through this list every year. And we're excited to see which ones in in this uh, 2021-2022 class that you think deserve to be on the Whataburger Super Team. So go to TexasFootball.com and vote for the Whataburger Super Team members. Mallory, let's go to the hotline and welcome in the head coach of the state semifinal bound Corpus Christi Flower Bluff Hornet. We are joined by head coach Chris Steinbrook and uh, coach, how are things in uh, beautiful Flower Flower Bluff right now? Things still haven't calmed down. It was (laughs) a a great night uh, for this community and uh, everybody's everybody's fired up and really excited for our kids. I was going to say, so you, you claim your first regional championship in, in program history, and you're now headed to the state semifinals. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine the party that was happening in Flower Buff um, last week, but kind of just what what is the vibe and the, the energy and the atmosphere, not only around school, but around the town as a whole? Yeah, everybody's just is super excited, you know, to, to play the regional championship game. This was our fifth time to play in this game, but to be able to host it at our home stadium against our crosstown rival, 
and vets. I mean, it just the stars just align perfectly for us. And we just got a, a tremendous group of kids and coaches that uh, everything lined up. And uh, we got a huge win here at Hornet Stadium on Friday night. And you mentioned it. You, you've been to that specific portion of this, this state stage um, before, and you, you lost last year to Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial heading into that game last week. Was there that added juice, that, that kind of revenge to her feel with you and your squad? You know, we tried not, not to get into that too much with the kids. You know, we just wanted them to focus on uh, the motivation of, of having the opportunity to be the first team in, in Flower Bluff School history uh, to, to go to the state semis. And that was motivation enough for our guys, you know. And it, it's all the all the players and, and the coaches that have came before us uh, really have set this up for us. You know, our program is uh, expectations. We've, we've risen every, every year. And, uh, you know, we, we're just, like I said, we, we've been to this point. Uh, this was our fifth time, and uh, th- this group of kids is just so special, and uh, I'm just so excited for them and, and for us, and excited about uh, the state semifinals next week or this week. Absolutely. Take me back through that game, and, and I, I think this is what ended up happening. So Vets is, is driving down, and y'all have the opportunity. Your defense uh, comes up. I, Jacob Rose and Dylan Shaw come up with the stop on the six-yard line at uh, six and goal, and I mean – you took a timeout beforehand. One, what were you telling your guys heading into that defensive stop? And then as you're watching it happen, what was going through your mind down there on the sideline? Well, they, they'd actually burned a timeout. They had, there was a holding penalty, and we could have backed them up, and it would have been third and third and goal from the 15, but we decided to decline the penalty and, and just play one play. And so they lined up. They took a timeout to talk about it, and during that timeout, we just talked about, hey, these guys, it's just one play. You know, mm-hmm. if we, we make this play, uh, you guys are going to the state semis for the first time ever. So – you know, that, that was motivation enough. We've been playing great defense. Our defensive coordinator, Clint Elwood, uh, had a great plan. We, we uh, executed all night, holding holding vets, uh, explosive offense to seven. Uh, we just felt like we were playing great defense. And then, yeah, it, just, it was all in slow motion, really, you know, that play. <laughs> uh, they tried to uh, throw a quick uh, screen out to the on, on the left side, and uh, we had it covered. And uh, Dylan and, and Jacob, like you said, uh, had a huge sack. And uh, this place – this place went nuts. It, it was it was a great feeling. That's an awesome scene. And, and before we kind of matriculate over to your offensive side of the ball, you mentioned it. Your defense has just been playing lights out all year. And I know that they had, they even forced a turnover to set up the sole touchdown of that game. What do you have to say about the way that that unit of your team is operating so far? Yeah, it was it was it was great. You know, our offense. We were disappointed at halftime. We talked about uh, getting their heads up. You know, last week or the week before against Gregory Portland, we had to score forty seven. And we gave up 44 on defense. And so we just told the offense, guys, you guys bailed us out last week. Now it's the defense's turn to, to help us help us, you know, win. And so offense, they did in the second half. Uh, we, we started doing some good things, moving the ball, running the ball. And uh, Nash Viegas, uh, our quarterback, was able to score a nice rushing touchdown, um, you know, to, to make, you know, make it 13 to seven. And then defensively, we, we had that great stand at the end to, to finish it off. And that's a guy I definitely want to ask you about. Uh, Nash has been such a key part of your team. And I think you knew that obviously coming into the year that that senior quarterback position was, was in good hands. We see how special he is and the stats that he has, but you're the guy that sees him in practice every day. What makes him such a special player for your squad? He's such a great person. You know, he's such a great person that everybody loves him. He's, he's unselfish. He, he accepts responsibility when things don't go well, and he is the first to take the blame. You know, uh, when when you know, it, that, he's just a he's just a phenomenal kid. Uh, and yeah, we're so happy that uh, 
Nash is, is, is on our team <laughs> and uh, excited about this this week. And then you, you led me perfectly into the next question, Coach. I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but Friday night, 7 o'clock, a real, real big game at Hero Stadium there in San Antonio up against Katie Pato. Um, what what do you see when you're going up against this team? Oh, they got uh, just talent across the board. I mean, their quarterback, uh, extremely good player, and their running back, Jacob Brown. I think he rushed for over 300 and scored five touchdowns last week. So, we've got to we got to do a good job of surrounding the ball with as many defenders as we can, slow down their rushing attack, and uh, you know, just try to try to move the ball and execute offensively, get first downs, and uh, keep their explosive offense off the field. So, yeah, it's they they got a really really good football team. Um, but you know, we've we've been in some big games and. Uh, you know, no, nobody's really given us a chance, but uh, I know we've got a lot of Hornets that are going to be focused this week, and, and we're going to go uh, represent Region 4. And finally, Coach, this making it into the state semifinal for the first time ever, that's a big deal. You have your opportunity to punch that ticket to AT&T Stadium. So other than the X's and O's, which you just talked about, what is the message to your guys this week? Just believing in, believing in us and uh, controlling what we can. Uh, just staying focused on football. You know, it, there's going to be a lot of outside noise, but we just need to stay focused on executing every play, uh, getting them to understand their responsibility on every play and, and just execute it at the best of their ability and play the next play. You know, we know there's going to be ups and downs, but we just 100 percent of our focus has to be on on our job. And if everybody does their job, you know, we're going to be in a situation where we could punch that ticket, you know. Well, Coach, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for giving us such great football to watch all year. Best of luck in the matchup this week. And, uh, hey, man, maybe we'll be seeing you at AT AT&T Stadium in a couple weeks. Hey, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, Coach. There he goes. The head coach of those Flower Buff Hornets, Coach Chris Steinbrook. And, I mean, really, guys, we we talked about it. We've, We've talked about that a lot this episode. But some of these teams that we were really, really kind of caught off guard by, and it was one of those things. He's, they've been to this stage before. We've seen this be a program that has success down there in Corpus Christi. But this game, especially if they're able to make it to Jerry World after mm-hmm. this, that puts the whole region of Corpus Christi on their feet. Like, that's that's really, really cool. Yeah, I think a couple of years ago was Miller, right? Mm-hmm. A couple, in the past couple of years has been Cal Allen, and now – that mantle's kind of right there, right? Mm-hmm. It's to be taken by another program. And it was down to Vets Memorial and Flower Bluff, and Flower Bluff came away with it. And it's kind of, I don't know, I, that region always shows out mm-hmm. um, at this stage. And so seeing somebody take the mantle of that region and kind of run with it has been really fun. Well, and that's always one of those things, too. It's really cool in regions like that, in regions like the RGB, in regions like El Paso or Love It. When one of their teams starts going really far and that mm-hmm. you can really see the vision of AT&T Stadium – it's not only their program and their fans that get behind them. It's the whole region of the state. So I, I you gotta the, you gotta feel good for them. Yeah, and even like I mean, you know, we'll talk about South Oak Cliff. You know, we'll talk about them more throughout mm-hmm. the week. But like, I was curious because like sometimes there's some there's some bigger programs or bigger big city programs that don't really show out that much, mm-hmm. right? South Oak Cliff was there. Like South Oak Cliff, you could tell that they're a program just like a Flower Bluff, just like uh, some of the other programs we'll we'll mention throughout the week that feel it, mm-hmm. right? It's like all right. It's, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to go to the by district game area, uh, third round maybe. And mm-hmm. then, like, you start getting closer and closer. Yep. It's like, all right, we got to go. You yep. know, you start calling your friends. You start calling anybody around the area. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go rally around wherever and let's let's go and let's, let's support them. So. Yeah, if all of Dallas ISD is not at AT&T Stadium, if they make it, 
we got issues. <laughs> um, but yes, we appreciate Coach Chris uh, Steinbrook. And again, that's 7 o'clock Hero Stadium Friday night in San Antonio against Katie Pato, a team that is no, no light chore. But I think that we should be seeing a good one. So we appreciate Coach hopping on with us there. All right, before we shut this thing down, Malpal, let's throw it over to Malpal for America's favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I got a couple of things. Uh, even though Tepper's not going to be here, we will still have a Tep and Step podcast this week. And our very own, <laughs> actually, no, TV's very own, oh, yeah. Ashley Pickle will be Sh- filling down in the show. for Tepper that week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. You're stuck with me <laughs> talking a lot this week. <laughs> so make sure to watch out for that. Uh, we'll have another Republic of Football podcast with Ish. Hi. Craven yeah, We'll be figuring and I. out whatever we're going to talk about because there's, you know, there's, there's a couple still, things. Bowls are still coming out. I know there's a certain transfer that's kind of some like dude in the, that's in the like wind. yeah yeah. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! The big transfer Woo! Uh, that they're about talking get about. So yeah. we'll be mentioning that. No, obviously you mean Quinn Ewers. Uh, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll figure out whatever's happening there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what, we'll have whatever those, uh, this is. <laughs> what, whatever. Yeah. Whatever's exactly. Going on, right? I don't know. Yeah, so uh, so watch out for those two podcasts. Like uh, Pickle said, we'll have lots of content coming out this week, uh, next week as well. So just be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, I think that's all I got for yeah, you. Yeah, and I guess we'll throw this out there, too. We will be doing a picks video. I'll be yes. trying to navigate my way through that as well. Yes. So uh, yes. say, a, say a prayer for Malpal because she's got to edit all that. So, <laughs> bing. <laughs> all right, well, that will do it for us. Thanks again for spending part of your day with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. And, of course, see us on TexasFootball.com. Another huge week coming up with the state semifinal week, but we are excited. Thank you again to Flower Bluff head coach Chris Steinbrook for joining us and for being our guest. Um, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. I don't say compliments <laughs> to her. <so>. He doesn't. <laughs> for Mallory Hartley, I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young. Oh, oh I almost decapitated. Now he's really not going to get it. Good <laughs> young, please go get your player of the year trophy. Guys, we will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.